Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Hello podcasters, Nicole from Maruka wants to kick us off today. 04841045 is Mardo's burner phone mm. plus sized chat. I'm a gorgeous sized lady, Nicole. Nicola, actually, as Nicola says. I walked into a very exclusive dress shop to collect a very expensive order for my super slim sister. Such a pretty woman moment. The sales assistant looked up and said, oh, I don't think we have anything here to suit you. Needless to say, I walked out shattered and the order was cancelled, but it uh-huh. stuck with me for life. How shallow some people really can be. That's a shit salesperson. That's I would have told is. her to get fucked. Yeah, that's, well, that's, you're just an idiot. You've cost your business money. Yeah. You dumbo. I don't think we have anything here to suit you. We should do a phone on that because I walked into the Gap Tavern Dan Murphy's oh, one night when Hillary was about 16 or 17 and she was going to a party. And I um and I bought a six pack of you know those vodka things. Cruises. Yeah, but for no, yourself to drink. No, they're in the pink colour. Yes, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you like pink. No, no, no. Guava the bloke things. At, <laughs> you the like guava vodka cruises, front, don't you, Mardo? Bloke at the front counter said. Oh, not drinking rum tonight, because <laughs> 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 I am the rum lord. Oh. I went, listen, smart ass, just put it on, put it through. Shut your mouth. He was right onto what I was on, he up should, to. But he, sold he sold him to you, right? Yeah, unlike Ding yeah, Dong here, yeah, right. Nicola's dickhead mate, or not a mate, who, who wouldn't sell her a thing. Mm. Oh, fucking idiot. Mm. Darren from Logan Village, we were talking about how good's Yeti, and it wasn't a sponsored post or anything like that. I literally just genuinely am so impressed by the product. Uh, Darren reckons his family take their big Yeti bottles to the Gabba, fill it up with four beers, and it keeps them ice cold. Oh, hold on. You so take... you tell the, ba- the security guys it's, empty. it's water. Yeah. Mm. No, you just take it in. Uh. It's empty. You should Show it to them when you, because they'll pick it up. They'll go, oh, what's in that? And you go, oh. no, it's empty. And then, and then when you get inside, you fill yeah. it up with all your beers and, and have to go back and forth, going. back and forth. Hey, hey, no, I That's a great Dad. idea. I like it. Better is to take a watermelon and inject it, it with a bottle of vodka yeah. and then just get really hammered and though. then streak yeah. and then have hey, a five thousand dollar fine. Hey, you forgot a step what? after you eat the watermelon. Excuse yeah. me, Where it is it head? <laughs> on the head, dumb dumb. Dispose of it thoughtfully. Thank you on your head and then and then get you nude. and your mate with his watermelon start headbutting each other. Put on a display. Make Do you remember when you underpants? Bring attention to yourself. Do you remember when you carved a watermelon helmet out in here and put it? On your head. Oh, my hair still hasn't recovered. Far <laughs> out. Ah, right. I don't know what's worse. That day, just completely watermelling your head. Or eating sober, the chicken. Or Which eating one? That, drinking that chicken juice. What do, you, what do you reckon in your 22 years of radio now is probably the dumbest stunt or thing that you've ever oh, Jesus, had to do? Mate, hold on. No, that's going to take a while. So otherwise I'll just say Think about it and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. Well, can we show behind the curtain here a little bit for our podcast listeners who we love dearly? Yeah. When you ate that chicken. Well, that's the reason I wasn't at work on Friday. You did it Thursday. We recorded it and you were crook on Friday. So it's got to be the dumbest thing you've done, right? It made you sick. Yeah. There's been... uh Oh, there was another day where I had to miss a day at work. When, when did you light your hair on fire? Was that before no, or that's after before radio? I, on radio. Oh, I started before. settling down. Hey, listen, got to say hello to Chelsea from the Hamilton Hotel. Look, that's my that's my watering hole. I walk in there the other day. She listens to the podcast. 
or a, or a couple of schooners. What's wrong with her? What? She I don't know. I couldn't pick her. She looked normal. Oh, You've got a couple of she... Chelsea's in your life. You've also That's got your Chelsea. Chelsea or lymphatic drainage massage specialist. Yeah, I've let that go. You should give her a shout out too, Marto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. How much she rip you off for again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what about that image that went around of that bloke uh, in his dog? I think it was down in Mildura. Guys, dog getting attacked or attempted drowning by a kangaroo. Oh, by the kangaroo. By that big male kangaroo, big red. That was unreal. Uh, and then, uh, of course, if anyone if anyone haven't, hasn't seen it, here's the bloke telling the story. So he's going for a walk with his three dogs. One jumped in the water. The kangaroo grabbed it and tried to drown the bloody It was thing. just standing there holding it, looking yeah. him in the eyes. Go on, yeah, you, you want to have a go? You want to go? Ne- you want to go? Neck minute. I basically open hand slapped him across the head and then he jumped me and it was on for young and old. <laughs> oh, so he's filming. They're aggressive little buggers. They've all of a sudden just found some fight. They're like, we're not the cute little fairy things that Australia have promoted oh. us and marketed us as. We are angry not buggers. The, not the big ones. Well, hold on. It wasn't just, well, it went places. We went sideways into the water and then there was a bit of a tussle. Lost my phone, got up. We were a metre and a half apart thereabouts and I thought, well, dog's gone. I'm going to get my phone and I'm out of here. Story to tell. Discretion Jesus. was the better part of valour, I think. So the dog's okay? Dog was okay, so the roo, when he took the roo on and then they had the fight. Well, the thing was, this bloke had a background. He was an old cop, plus he was a... Um, a, a, a Mixed martial arts. Yes. The mixed martial arts coach had been on a walk with his three dogs when go. one ended up in the water with the kangaroo. The video of oh, the feisty exchange has clocked up 35 million views online in just 24 hours. <laughs> that, that's good, I believe. 35 million. Uh, <laughs> does he make any money out of that, this bloke? Um, no. no oh. Not unless he has a YouTube channel and people a... like and subscribe. He, he had, could sell oh. kangaroo mints now. Uh, no, but he had a good like sense of humour. That thing was jacked. <laughs> that kangaroo had done a lot of weight in its time. It was, it was like I, when I wrestled with it, it was like I was hugging a fridge. It was just solid. Like a brick. You saw the chest on Mate, it. It honestly looked like they've been doing a thousand push-ups a day. Biceps. Yeah. They've got biceps. Yeah. They've got abs. they got pecs. How do they get like that? They've got bigger pecs and muscles than Dan. He's mm. been on the protein. Mm, and probably some steroids or something. <laughs> I get on the kangaroo mints now. Listen <laughs> to this. Listen, Good I don't chance. know about this advice. This is the reporter at the end. I don't know if she looked it up or she spoke to an expert or whatever, but Poor advice for dealing with a kangaroo, in my mind. Anyone confronted by a kangaroo should bend down low and back away. Male kangaroos, when they're sparring with each other, they stand up tall to each other. And if you do that, it will react as though you're another male kangaroo. And that puts you at really serious risk of big, serious injury. Get down I got low and go. Better. No, that's coward stuff. What do you say this guy used to do for a living? Mixed martial arts. And what was his job? He was, he was a, a cop. Taser, taser, taser. I don't think you can taser a kangaroo. Rhubar on the front of your car. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Roundhouse kick. No, perhaps. but when do you most? When do you most? Who's most likely to see a kangaroo that's a little bit angry? Is golfers? They're always on golf yeah. courses. Kangaroos. Mm. Yeah, they got clubs in their hand. Got the caddy there. Going to need a driver. And remember that one where the, the kangaroo out in the bush had the dog by in a headlock, the headlock, and the bloke came up and smacked him a couple of a quick right. What about the two kangaroos that punched each other and oh. then pushed each other? Through the Caliban fence. fence. Yeah. <laughs> What's Monica? going on with the roos out there? Monica's here in Ipswich. Talk to her about Monica. fighting roos. Yeah, Mom. How are you going, guys? Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I was driving home from work um, one night and this mute in front of me cleaned up this kangaroo right in the middle. Anyway, he didn't even pull over and I thought, oh, well, look, I'll do the right thing. And it was in the middle of the road, so I went to go and pick him up. Anyway, he came to life, knocked me head over. Oh. But oh. then he went in. <laughs> 
oh, blood everywhere all over me. So then he goes to, like, on the side of the road and he's near this um, fence. And I thought, oh, you know what, I'll just go and get him. And he was a big hoo-ha, by the way. So as I go to get him again, he's lifted me again, like, on the ground. Then he actually jumps this massive fence, right? And he was bleeding from the nose, and I thought, and there was no lights on. I thought, well, I'll um, I'll jump the fence. No, you so don't. I jumped Come the on. fence. Yeah. No, I jumped the fence, and it's a hoarder's house. And there's like boats and like mud crab pots everywhere. Yeah. Next minute, this bloke with the wife beater shirt comes out with a baseball bat and wants to attack me for breaking into his house. Oh no! You were just trying to help the bloody kangaroo, <laughs> Mon. All right, everyone, be What's upstanding. The the that is the most Australian yeah. story. <laughs> Mon, <laughs> did you learn a few good lessons? You did learn a few lessons that night, Mon. He was real serious and he had this torch on me and he said, you've got five minutes. And he said, get out. And I said, when I get the kangaroo, mate, I'm out. The next minute, I find him, right? What? And I pick him up and I drove back to my house with him on my lap, get home, put him in the bathroom, start Googling stuff. And they say, oh, you need a a wildlife license. So I paid 300 bucks for a wildlife license thinking I was going to keep this kangaroo. Anyway... He's bleeding really bad from the nose at this stage. And I thought, oh, well, I'll put him back on in the car. Put him in the car, drove to the vet. <laughs> they put him down. Oh, oh. that's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Hey, guys, just thought uh, I'd give you a bit of an NFL update. Okay. Uh, head over to the States, the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey. Whoa, this is sneaky of you. <laughs> this is going to be about Taylor Beyonce. What's the name? They have officially solidified their coupledom uh, by going out in public, holding hands, showing uh, levels of Hold PDA. Who, who's they again? Well, trailer, of course, Marto. What's the... Travis Kelsey and yeah. Taylor Swift. Swift. The biggest couple to hit. Hollywood lately, and they're calling them trailer, uh, and they debuted their relationship because there's been lots of whispers and rumours. She's been turning up to his games, and they've been hanging out, but it hasn't been official until just on the weekend when they turned up to Nobu Restaurant holding hands and publicly displaying their affection for each other Mm. by kissing and touching each other on the legs. Did you answer this, Marta? You look more bored than when I do the (laughs) AFL trade chat. (laughs) Yeah, but I thought we were going to talk NFL. Well, I know everybody wanted an update. The blank space Miami Dolphins going. Wore an oversized grey trench coat. (laughs) Who needed to know? Who did? He opted for brown pants, white sneakers and an embroidered cream coloured jacket. Now, we know what happens when you wear white sneakers. Could you imagine if, you know, Taylor Swift accidentally stood on them? Albert Kelly Kelly was at dinner, was he? I hope she's learned from Albert Kelly's mistakes. Now, hold on. What's Nobu Restaurant? Are you going to have to fill us in? It's just a fancy restaurant in New York. It's Japanese. So this is the first time they've gone out and eaten food together. Yeah, it's cute. Well, she's moment. been spotted up in his box, uh, <laughs> and now he's apparently in her <laughs> box. <laughs> anyway. Jesus Christ. Triple M Breakfast. Get the Toyota Forklift Advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport. You are attempting to break the DOS. Uh, the quickest time to DOS for 10, ten men. In- That's what you have set for me, and I'm happy to 
you're you're our fearless leader. Aye, aye, Captain. D- ten men will be dead. It's a new record. He wanted to do some silly toilet paper yeah. roll, unraveling it with one hand as no, quickly no. as he could, but you said no, no, that's not good enough. Let's do something spectacular. Let's do something spectacular. You say DOS, I say how high. Mm, thank you. Um, I noticed, and just about the DOS, I noticed it's creeping in. Well, it's well and truly crept into the Rugby World Cup. Oh, no. Explain it just for people who just uh, oh, no after, uh, As a form of celebration, and it's crept in, Penrith Panthers, I'm going to say, have have uh, solidly stepped in behind it over the last few three years. They've won three in a row. And after they score tries, they all leap up and they put their penis on another man's shoulder in celebration. It's a weird thing. DOS, dick on shoulder. Yes, and I, it's been hard running the campaign because a lot of people go, oh, they're just young men out there enjoying themselves, but it, it's a form of sexual assault. You are such a warrior for sexual assault too. You've now become the face of it. Mm. Well. <laughs> Not just for committing it, but standing up All for right. it. When I played football, and I don't want to start like this, but we were too rooted after you scored a try. We'd go to get back. rooted. We'd, yes, we were far too tired. And we'd go back and we'd go, good try. We'd yell out from 10 metres away, love your work, see you back at halfway. Or here's Dean Ritchie. Dean Bulldog Ritchie, one of the most respected, Daily Telegraph, Sydney, one of the most respected rugby league journalists. You even know his name, Margaret. I know, yes, I know Bulldog Ritchie. This is yesterday. NRL players jumping all over the try scorer is irritating and childish. Sure as night follows day, a player will crash into an injured teammate in this juvenile pylon of players. Can't players just shake hands like the old days? Here, here. And when we had Prime Minister Albanese uh, in here a few months ago, we told him mm. and he went, oh, yes, I have noticed this popping up. Uh, it's a scourge on the game and he said he'll try to have a look into and, of course, he had a few other things on his mind, like the referendum and stuff. Now and that's over. I think there'll be a Royal Commission. There should be. DOS. There yeah. should be. Well, see, the Rugby World Cup, I saw, and they're fans of Rugby League because there's a lot of Rugby League coaches are now coaching Rugby Nations mm. and stuff and doing their defence work, and they're all over each other. What I do want to point out, I ended up watching some soccer on the weekend. <laughs> Oh, All right. no, it hasn't crept into the great no, no, game no, no, of no. the world. What happens after soccer players celebrate and I realise... They run off on their own. That's away. right, because that's yeah. where it started. They're running away. Do you away. want to go down the line of soccer? They have been used to having dicks in their side <laughs> yeah. of their heads and shoulders. <laughs> Jerome Lewi, at this moment, what's on his Instagram? He lies in hospital because oh, of what's injured. His shoulder. Thank you. Oh That's what he Lord. says. Have you seen Cleary's finger? It's all over dislocated. the joint. I think he landed on Cleary's finger as Cleary tried to fend him away and Cleary's dislocated his and finger. And still now. we oh, put, pick Brian Toto. No, he was picked for Samoa. Yeah. Still he's he's able to run around scot-free. It started in soccer many years ago because, you know, they don't get enough. Oh, you're not allowed to touch anyone in soccer. Oh, you're not allowed mm. to touch the ball either. Uh, not let, and all they wanted to do was to touch each other because, as in the great words of the I, uh, the Soccer World Cup guy, no, don't play the gay one. Um, well, what's this, this, one, this one could be for Lua. Today I feel disabled. Yes. Poor bastard in hospital. All right. 
I just want to make sure. It's a campaign I've been driving, but I've noticed <laughs> when I saw soccer, I went, this is where it started, and they now run. And then you go, they're antisocial, trying to run away from... Can I not- suggest something to you? you want to, why don't you start a national day? Like, we have wonderful days like White Ribbon Day where people wear something on their chest. What do why you- don't you get a little penis pin and people <laughs> put it up on their shoulder? Wow, and just it to remind each other. I support... Keep off me shoulders. Exactly. But no, no parking. <laughs> Take it to the streets. <laughs> yes. You should be protesting with big penis. <laughs> Sign. What do we want? No dicks on our shoulder. When do we want them? Never. <laughs> I went to sleep last night, and Australia, the um, who did Australia play now? Sri Lanka last night. It was none for about 120. I go, oh, there we go. We're going to stay on the bottom of the ladder at the uh, cricket world one day cricket world cup over in India. Wake up this morning and we thrashed them. And I want to know how it happened and who else would you ask but the world's greatest cricket writer, Robert Crash Craddock. Hi, Crash. We were very worried, weren't we? None for 125. Jesus. Zampa four wickets, Mano. Pat Cummins, who was under so much pressure. Michael Clark said earlier in the day, didn't even think he'd captain the team. He was terrific, led from the front, got a few key wickets. And then, of course, the batsmen wobbled, but they got there in the end with 15 overs to spare. Look, that was pressure. They'd have lost that game. They basically would have been on skid row, I think, in this tournament. But they can still afford to lose one more. Oh. They, they, they play nine games. They only have to win six to make the semis. It's a, lost just a three. big pool, isn't it, Crash, of all ten, ten teams, teams. Are just thrown in together and the top four are the ones that make it out. Is that right? It is. And you see some crazy scenarios. I can see Australia just sneaking into the four and playing a team like South Africa, who tend to win all the way through in World Cups, then lose in the finals and maybe beating them, that sort of scenario. So there's reason for hope. We're not at our best, but in these long tournaments, which span six weeks, you you very rarely peak all the way through. It's it's a matter of building up, and so there's still a chance. They had a dose of the Wallabies about them there for a while. So they're now... Above who? Bangladesh and Netherlands. The powerhouse or, of oh the orange team. The orange now, team. Now, the, the, we obviously made a few poor selections. We haven't got enough spinners. What, what's the problem? What's going on over there? Yeah, look, I, I just think it was our number four priority for the year behind the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the, the playing India, playing England and playing the World Test Championship. And so we sort of forgot about it. Pat Cummins sort of floated into the captaincy. We never had Mission India which you've got to do to win these tournaments. But the team could harden up. Uh, there's still Travis Head will return in a couple of games' time, which oh. is interesting because Manus Labouchain, who saved the team last night, you know, with some solid batting, hey. will he be dropped? He, he, he's, he's, he's a big chance of losing his place. So He wasn't even supposed to be progress. there in the first place, was he, Crash? No, he wasn't. He was a late replacement. Oh. But I didn't mind the selection, Marto, because heavy-duty players win heavy-duty tournaments. Have a look at the list of leading run scorers in the World Cups over the years. You'll see Stephen Ward, Jarvid, the blokes like that, great heavy-duty players, Mark Waugh. So he, he's an old-fashioned sort of player, Labu Shane, but I just think there's room for a couple of them in the top order under these under difficult conditions. Cricket is going bigger and better, Robert Crash Craddock, with its introduction to the Olympic Games. Talk us about that. Is this a great thing for cricket? It's a great thing for cricket. I'll tell you why, Margot, because they're trying to crack the elusive USA market, which is the first ever international cricket game. Can you believe this? It was played between USA and Canada, but the sport got lost there and they want it back. So in the LA Games, cricket is there. That gives it a chance. 
it's good for the Olympics because the Olympics has never been able to crack India. So there's a quarter of the world's population not interested in the Olympics to a great degree. So that will all change. Television rights in India for the Olympics go from 20 million to 200 million uh -huh. as well. Right so there you go. Money doesn't talk, as Bob Dylan says. It swears. You know how they've got Major League uh, cricket in in uh, USA now? Is it because – is there like 20 million Indians live in the USA? Is that why cricket's starting to crash through? There is, and their audiences are very much that expat. If, if only the expat Indians were interested in cricket in America, you would have – a base for a decent team, decent following. So, but it's just been so fractured over the years. But they, they have terrible problems with their okay. administration. It, but I'll, I'll, one tip I'd love to see in our lifetime for cricket yeah. is that they crack it in the states. It would guarantee the worldwide so, success of the game. That's well, twenty twenty eight. The inclusion is in LA. Is that the first yeah, yeah, time? Because the they're like, key. we want to make an impact on the states. So then that means twenty thirty two. It'll, it'll be definitely be in our Olympics. It'll come, and here's what'll happen. Here's the secret plan, all right? They'll take it to the country for the prelim games. They'll go to Bundaberg, Council, Mackay. Ripper. They'll have a big final at the Gabba, and you'll say, hang on a minute, they've got the opening and closing ceremony at the Gabba. But they'll have one game of cricket there, I reckon, uh, in a quiet first week for the stadium, and uh, I think it'll be a, a really big result for cricket. Men's and women's competition, six teams each. Go your hardest. Is it correct that they've been pushing for this since 2008? Somehow Adam Gilchrist was involved back then and this has, what, taken 15 years to get across the line? Yes, it has. And uh, Phil Pope, uh, who was a cricket Australia administrator, was right behind it. And they pushed and they pushed. They wanted 2020 in 2020, the games in Tokyo. Uh, but, it, but they never quite got there. But cricket's never had a format that it can sell to the world, but 2020 it yeah. can. So they're going to go 2020, chart. Crash. They won't make it any shorter than that because there's that 100-ball game they're doing in England now with five-ball overs. No, that's right. 2020 is the format. That's oh. a that's an outlier, that teacher. But, Marno, fancy squash getting admitted as well Thank in the Olympics. <laughs> when was the last time you had a game of squash? In the late 1978. No, I was <laughs> mid-80s, I think. I think only Kiwis are still playing squash. Every <laughs> you squash court's now a gym. They should introduce pickleball, Marto. You oh, love playing that. Yeah, a bit easier on the knees, Marto. But you. what else was there? Wasn't there flag NFL? You know, the touch footy yeah. of NFL. Oh, God. Anyway. Flag NFL, lacrosse, if you don't mind. They're and, getting uh, rid of breakdancing, though. That's the win here. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is, but I, I tell you what, Margot, you're on to something. Pickleball will be in the games in 20 yeah. years, I reckon. Mm. You're ahead I mean, of the game. That, well, because well, America well, are on board. If America's on board, everyone else follows. I also pitched um, jet skiing crash. Do you reckon that'll make it eventually? Just, you know, racing down the Brisbane River on jet skis? Beautiful thought. Won't happen. No. <laughs> Bogan Olympic. Unlucky. <laughs> yeah! Triple M Breakfast is building the Brisbane Book of Records. To get involved, simply text us on the burner phone, 0484101045. What record do you want to break or set? Could be a brand new record that you've just come up with. Hey, listen, this is um, received a text from Andy at Sunnybank Hills on his end-of-season footy trip and was challenged to put on as many pairs of undies as he could in 60 seconds. <laughs> All right? He put on 33. Jeez. But he can't come in on Friday to set the official record. But we found someone else who wants to. Adam, Adam. in Camp Hill. Good morning. Morning, guys. I'm more than happy to be uh, running around in my undies. The challenge has been thrown down. <laughs> 33 pairs of undies in 60 seconds. Do you own 33 pairs yeah. of undies? 
Probably not. No. But I'll, All right. <laughs> All right, we might have to get some second-hand shop. Maybe yeah, the op shop no, might have some. Brisbane, come Skip on in to Petrie Terrace. Drop them at reception with Nadina. Just drop your undies off. We just drive past and just throw, throw them. them out the window. Is this an, something that you've attempted before, Adam, from Camp Hill? Do you know that you fit the criteria? Do you qualify? Have you done it before? I've never done it before, but it doesn't stop me here if I get a chance. I'd love something for the kids to aspire to. Yes, for a challenge. You are the gener- yeah, oh, a hero. A Hold on. Oh. Aspiring have generations. Have you done any practice at all? Like, I've just every day, one pair? Uh, I've put on pairs of undies for a long, long time. Okay. Tidy whitey kind of guy or a little boxer brief, Adam? What's your preferred I've choice got, of underwear? Uh, I've got a bit of both, actually. I've got the, oh. the tidy whiteys. I've got the, the little boxes. It depends on what sports I'm playing as well. Make well, sure Adam, bring in every pair you've got on <laughs> Friday. Marto and I will do the same. Alex and Snowy, our producers, and we'll get this record broken, sir. Well, we'll... We'll try and do what we can with uh, with uh, an old fat man. All right. Well, it wouldn't be so hard on yourself, Adam. Um, we might be able to get some chicken grease because they're able to, you know, just oh, to slide the, the up your leg, just to rub right. it on your legs. <laughs> Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Question everything. It's back. Will Anderson, Jan Fran, a collection of Australia's best and brightest comedians to dissect the news from Wednesday 18 October. Will Anderson, welcome, sir. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, it, it's it's back. It's available on ABC iView as well if people don't know how to watch free-to-air television anymore. <laughs> I understand. I understand. What's, our, our final episode of Gruen this year was up against the, the uh, Matildas semi-final. Oh, match. Ah. <laughs> the, most, the most watched <laughs> event in the history of million people, I believe. And, like, why are we even making this? It's un-Australian to even put something on at the same time. But if 26 and then there was, million people have 11 were watching the Matildas. Obviously, the other 15 million were watching Ruin, right? Here's what I have worked out is there are 225,000 people who do not know how to turn their TV off the ABC yeah. because they must have just wow. fallen asleep in front of it. Gruen's about advertising and marketing. Yeah. We've, been doing, we've been doing it for bloody 16 years. Like, there's plenty of it around. You can go back on ABC Live oh, and watch some old episodes yeah. if you really want. Dang, I haven't seen this one. This it's, is all about no, recent well, news, right? What's been happening oh. in the week? Yes, it's about the news and the way that the media, uh, like, well, I'll give you an example that you might understand. On Monday morning in this country, big sporting news, you're like this, Ange Postacoglu, like in his first, oh, you know. Isn't season, he the first, first English Premier League manager full stop? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> okay, so the headline of the article, Ange does something no man has ever done before. All I'm saying is that is technically true. But it's a bit of an overstatement. Like, he just was manager of the month two months in a row. He did not walk on the moon for the first time. It's no relationship to the story anymore. If you only read the headlines, often on our show, people are like, how did you find that amazing thing about that story? And I was like, what we did was we read until the end of the article. And it was all in there. Sometimes you just see the headline and you're like, well, that's enough for me to go off. I don't want to have to click on and subscribe to the clickbait. And then what happens on our show is I ask you a question. You go, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I did read the comments however, because I always love reading the headline into the comments. I don't actually read the article because you generally get a gist of what's going on down in there anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, what well, do you think about whole news articles nowadays being written off a tweet from one guy who has like 15 followers? You know, they're like David underscore 1975 XYZ. <laughs> he was outraged. And I think you don't even need 15 followers. I would say three is generous. <laughs> like, they need three different comments. It is just like a backpacker on a holiday who made a TikTok in an LD and 
and that is news, apparently, <laughs> then maybe you have a different view of what's going on in the news than the people who read the whole story. So what we like to do is read the whole story on your behalf to comedians in to make fun of how the news is presented, but then at the end of it, you might actually know more than you would from reading the headline and the comments. Unbelievable. Question everything. We love, love it. it. It's back. We love you, Will Anderson. Mel Jan Buttle. Fran as well. Yeah, Mel Bottle, one Alex of our Brisbane favourites as well. Oh, Geraldine Hickey. I love her. I've just started following her on Instagram. She's so funny and yeah. she's on the first show. So you can get oh, involved unreal. in this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. That's all, that, that's all that I needed to read, just that bit out of everything. And I'm in. I'm See, <laughs> if you read all the information and not just the headlines, exactly. you often find something that you really like. Will Anderson, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Triple M Breakfast. Hey, uh, listen, an interesting story yesterday afternoon came through and I thought, ooh, I wondered when this was going to happen. And airlines are being urged to rethink the size of seats on planes as more Aussies gain weight. New data has found more than half of the world's population will be overweight by 2035. Wow. Got me. Surpass America per capita, I think, of obesity. Really? Yeah. Oh, per capita, yeah, not per the number. Um, Air Tonga did this a number of, I reckon, 10 years ago. Air Tonga have been doing it for quite some time. Time is saying to people, hey, listen, big fella, come over here and we'll weigh you. And you have to buy a second second seat if you're over. Now, I'm just looking it up. I can't remember. They're too small for little people. You know, like everyone's always got their elbows in their way Mm. and they're falling asleep on your shoulder. Of course, they're trying to make money, right? This problem will fix itself because airline tickets will go up because you'll have less people on planes if the seats are bigger. Hold on. Airline tickets will go up, yeah. So people have to start walking, say, to Sydney, can't afford an airline flight, lose weight. And then we're back to where we were. What about if you fit, if you get the, like, instead of, you know, typical um, airline formation is three seats and three seats and some of the smaller ones. What about if it's just two and two? And if you go, listen, I'm only 64 Ks, and you pair yourself up with someone who's 56 Ks, he's having two in a seat. Does that oh, work for you? Half it, yeah. Mm. Half it. I'll share the seat. With it, yeah, uh, if you've just joined us earlier this morning at 5.30, there was a little bit of fat shaming. We were self-fat shaming. Yeah. Um, That's okay. We were also fat shaming Clive Palmer, which <laughs> I believe is also okay. Well, we were suggesting that his boat ran aground in Singapore because he was standing on the left-hand side of the you back of the see boat. The You'll see side the side images. Right he was around. right at the back. You'll know what we mean. Clive, <laughs> head up the front starboard. Huh. I'll get out of in this. In the middle. Mm. Yeah. You also encourage this behaviour by eating entire barbecue. Barbecue chickens in eight minutes and seven seconds, Marto. Now Brisbane's eating barbecue chickens. It time. came out of me uh, over a period of four hours, uh, and it was a very Someone broke the toilet. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> this is what I want to talk about. It. It might be ill-advised, but have you ever been told you're too big for that? No. Uh, well, not, not just look at you. Sorry to look at you. Sometimes my that. jeans <laughs> tells yeah. me I'm too big for that when I try to get into them. They're like, not today, love. <laughs> but I wonder <laughs> if try there's... Again tomorrow. <laughs> try again get tomorrow. Get on the man um, I have I'm seen... of the belief we're the big bloke network. Like, we've yeah. asked how big are you, and we've got fellas who are 120, 130K and stuff. I have seen... I was so saddened for this person. When you walk up the steps at Wet n Wild to wait for a ride, mm. and you get to the top and they weigh you and send you back. I've seen someone... Well, when they weigh you at the bottom. The bottom, right? Or do it in your own privacy and know that you can't be heavier than this much and then you just turn yourself away. But I saw a guy go... And I questioned it standing on the stairs. I'm like... Because I knew that there was a weight limit and I was like... 
he's not going to get past this. What's the pro- what's the problem there? Was it would you go down too fast with gravity pushing I'm you? Not sure. Jam potentially, up tube? like actually just jam. I don't tube. know. I felt terrible for him, but he then had to turn around okay. in front of everybody, got turned away, and then had to walk back down all those stairs. Good exercise. Good exercise. Maybe come back and do that a few more times, down. champion. But yeah, too big for the ride at Wet and Wild. Right, let's open oh, the phones quickly. That was sad. Yeah, one, three, Have you three, ever five, been three? told you're too big for that, mate? Or what are the implications? Like truck seats can get wrecked by some big units too. Tiani, Margot, she's from uh, goodness. She said her boobs are too big for uh, a store. For the that store. She's been in. Uh, Is that one? Yeah. Do they not? Well, sometimes you um, go into a shop and they don't cater for big busted ladies and so therefore you've got to either You're size kidding. up. Yeah. yeah, like I'm really actually only a size 14, but yeah. I have to go up to a 16, sometimes yeah. even an 18, just to get the get breasticles the, the... into the top so the button doesn't pull open because, oh, you know, seen that happen you've in seen here. in here Jesus. my top Tiani, button sometimes does some hard work. we don't want to see any photos. If you've got <laughs> photos, please don't send them. Send them to Marto's burner phone. Steve. Stephen Runcorn. You filthy animal. Morning, <laughs> gang. Hello, mate. How hey, big Steve. are you? How big are you, Stevie, first of all? Mate, I'm 190 kgs. Okay, this must create some problems. It does, Marto. You talk about planes. Go and try to buy. Put yourself in my position. Ring up Qantas, or get online to Qantas, I should say, and try to buy two seats, which I buy everywhere I go, so I can fly without interfering with anybody else or interfering with their personal space. You're wonderful. What, what, hold on. So you actually put your hand up before doing anything else. I'll have to buy two seats because I want to spread out. I don't want to spill on other people. What's well, comfortable for and what, Steve and for the, those around him. Good on you. Yeah. And what happened? But the problem is you can't do that online. So then you have to ring up, and by the time you finally get through, the algorithm's taken over, and what you were going to purchase for, say, 150 bucks a seat uh, becomes 270 oh, a seat. Because, Steve, you can't buy online two seats under the one name because they're like, well, we've already got you on board. And, yeah. and oh, that's annoying. Do they sometimes say, well, you can have 12C yeah. and 15A? <laughs> You're like, I'm not that big. <laughs> that's a big spread. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast, don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. I know we don't normally do shout-outs, dogs, lost or birthdays, but can I just say a big happy birthday to my little brother, Brayden. Mm. Uh, I don't know how he turns, oh, maybe oh, 32, 31. Hang on, are we going to do it properly? Really? I'm not really sure. Happy birthday, Brayden. Happy birthday, Brayden. The job site, listening. Hey, mate. Uh, but it lends me to uh, what I want to talk about, which was yesterday my sister and I met up to go shopping for his birthday present because we're going out for teppanyaki mm. tonight to celebrate with the family. And uh, we thought, what are we going to get him? You know, blokes his age don't really want for much. You know, they kind of... When they want something. If they want something, they, they just buy it, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, we put our little heads together and he works out on the job site. He's a labourer. He works on machinery well, and that. Sort of works stuff. with my nephew. Works with your nephew. And uh, we thought, oh, he's got to be hot, you know, and parched a lot of the time working out in the sun, intensive labour. We'll get him one of those um, big drink jug bottle things. Oh, important. Which one did you get? A Yeti one. Oh, God, they're good. Oh, my God. I didn't realise Yeti um, was so extensive in its product line. We did, went... Did you say expensive or ex- um, both? Extensive, anyway. I said. I was going to get too expensive, Marto, because we met up at this one shop that we know stocks a lot of Yeti. Yeah. Uh, it's a barbecue shop down at Logan. So many of them do now, Marco. Well, BCF they're now stock them. Hey. It's everywhere. We went into both... B- I went to three stores yesterday to get this bloody Yeti water bottle for him, so he'd better enjoy it. How big is it? 
Like two litres, three litres? A, a half a gallon? Mm. Oh, What's so that? two litres about. My, my young bloke's got a four litre. There's a four litre, like a gallon one. Yeah, it's a gallon. He just drinks so much water well, on the building we side We thought that day. might be too heavy for him because, yeah. you know, he's got to be in the machines and I'm not oh, really right sure right. where he puts his stuff. So we thought we'll go the half gallon. That's, That's a perfect. fair, decent nice. chunk of water. That's two litres a day. Two litres a day. And so anyway, so we went to this barbecue place. They had a wall just full of Yeti stuff. You know, like when you go to those sports stores and it's got all the hats? on right. the wall. Mm-hmm. This is like that, but just yetis from wall to wall, floor to ceiling in all different colours. And um, I've spotted down in the bottom left-hand corner right. one pink drink bottle. And I said to the lady, ooh, that pink is pretty. She said, oh, yeah, it's a new colour that's just come so out. it's not that faded pastel because Kath loves a yeti. Actually, it's I love a yeti too. this pink, Mardo. Is that the new colour? This is Got the it. new pink that they've just Jeez. released. Yeah. She said, we had a line-up in here, out the door, around the corner <laughs> okay. on the street for people wanting the new colours because they released a new red as well, which is very popular. Uh, but I found myself at three different yeti stores and at each different yeti, each different store that I went to to Busy try, and, day yesterday, try and find this water <laughs> bottle for my brother. I ended up buying a Yeti at each of the shops for you myself. Could, you could talk to me about Yetis all day long. I bought four Yetis yesterday just for myself. All I'm right. going to wrap them and put them under the Christmas tree to Margot from Margot. Oh, of course you would. How good. They, uh, listen, I, 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 they don't, I, don't, I never see them advertised anywhere simply because it's all word of mouth. All word One, of mouth. three, five, three, your best Yeti story in terms of yeah. we wake up in the morning and, and I drink rum. There's no hiding Morning? That fact, not in the morning, but you wake oh. up in the morning and the ice, no matter what you do, the ice still is still cold. in the cup. The reason I first got into it was about two or three years ago, Hilly's boyfriend, Max, he was he was on the wharves because he was sailing a boat for someone back down to Brisbane from Darwin, yeah. left a beer in a Yeti stubby holder on a post. It was 32 degrees, came back four hours later. Icy cold. I went, Amazing. what's the name of this brand? He said, Yeti. I went, I've got to have a look at this. Eskies, and that's it. People know if you go camping, Mate, you BCF, need your ice to last. They had 50 Eskies in there in every colour, every shape, every side, ones with wheels, ones with those spouts uh, on the front that you can just fill up and pour it into your cup. The thing that I loved the most is, and the last Yeti that I bought myself yesterday uh, was the four litre, uh, the big drink bottle, because uh, I was like... With my margaritas, it's one to three, right? So one litre of tequila, three litres of margarita mix, that's four litres in total. I can make myself a big mix of margarita. Then I've got my little Yeti cup to pour it into when when I go away in the caravan. Of course I'm going to share it with my girlfriends, of course. It's not supposed to be Yeti ad, but these things are... It's good. Triple M Breakfast, don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. It's Brisbane Book of Records week. So Friday is the big day when the records will be set and broken and put into the Brisbane Book of Records officially. Inspiring a nation. Text us if you want to get on the books. 04-8410-1045 with your record. Maybe it's a hammer flip record or there'll be DOSing mm. going on. Marta, you've made sure that's injected into the proceedings, the, the try celebration. Well, I no longer and I no longer own the uh, chicken record, so go for your life, boys and girls. And as many people want to turn up, Mm. I will I will front for the uh, bachelor's handbag, the chickens, okay? We you mentioned want... the record that we think it's set at now. Wayne, who did it, we'll get to him at All seven right. this morning. He has done it, set a monster time to eat a barbecue chicken. Did you just hear James in the news talking about Sam Neill? He's just been on Australian Story, Sam Neill. I, I know Sam. I've had a few dealings with him you over really the years. You really like him, don't you? Really like him. Yeah. Um, this... I've never met him personally, but I, I like He seems like a really likeable bloke. I shouldn't like him because I was Why? booked in. 
uh, years ago at a Rugby World Cup, and he loves his rugby. That's one of the reasons I I know him. Um, I was supposed to go on a uh, hot air balloon. Um, with Sam Neill? No, 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 oh. with George Gregan and I. And we were doing it and all of a sudden Sam Neill turned up and I got bumped. Oh, he took your place. I've oh. never been in a hot air balloon. Oh. I'm very sad. Anyway, um, he's, he delivered that heartbreaking update about his cancer treatment. He revealed he was battling a rare blood cancer. Mm. He still looks quite well. He's 76 years of age. Jesus. He's got that winery down near Queenstown in New Zealand. Every year he gives uh, a carton of red wine to whoever the All Blacks captain is. He's just a, he's just a Good bloke. But Neil last night said that after chemotherapy failed to work, he switched to an anti-cancer drug and was in remission for more than 12 months, but he shared the drug will stop working eventually. And that's what happens with drugs. Anyway, listen to this bit. I'm prepared for that. He said dying would be a bit annoying, but he was not remotely afraid of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Noises. Yes. Dying annoying. can be very annoying. <laughs> oh, well, that's annoying. I had stuff cheap. to do tomorrow, oh, and now I'm dead. That <laughs> I'm busy. So that makes me love him more, though. Yeah, I know. Just the way he's phrased dying that. Dying is such an annoying. And he's thing. full New Zealand, isn't he? We can't oh. claim him even one skerrick as Australian. Oh, I remember Power. my nana. She said, oh, I'm really annoyed, and then she died. I'm just looking at all these movies. <laughs> Jesus, he did he? Well, Jurassic yeah. Park. So annoying. Triple M breakfast. Celebrating Oz Music all month. We've got Diesel and Pete Murray coming up on the show this week. They'll be at Triple M's Garage session when Oztober wraps oh. up. It's only and two these, weeks away. These what maniacs. What about Pete Murray in between songs? Will he talk about his time on, you told me he was on oh, the, the uh, Masked Singer. Singer. Oh, spoiler. He was revealed what? Oh, last going to go home night. and watch it? I was, I've taped it. Sorry. On my VCR. Spoiler alert. Pete Murray was the latest Masked Singer to be revealed. Take it off. Take, Take it off. off. It's Pete Murray. And they went, oh. Can I just check Mars Singer? I already watched it the one little season and stuff. Has there been anyone that they've pulled the mask off and they've gone, who? Yeah. Oh. Remember when Osha revealed. No, that was ages ago. Cricketer? Yeah, yeah that was Michael oh, Bevan. Michael Bevan! Uh, uh, Cricketer! Um, has there been any of that this year? Uh, not that I, 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 I haven't been watching, so no. I don't really know. Right. Uh, I Here saw that actually Brooke Warne, Shane Warne's daughter, I told oh. you she was on it. See, what would she look like? And I Who think, knows? I think that they were kind of like, oh, was oh. She, was she the big Siggy or something? And then they went, oh, that. Shane Warne's daughter. <laughs> big oh, underpants, big playboy so underpants. Oh, Vegemite, I think she was a jar of Vegemite. Big, big oh, baked bean tin. Here's Michael Bevan getting revealed. We've got to get to Kim, who yeah, we're inviting yeah, yeah. along oh. to the uh, garage session in a sec, but this is Osha reading out Michael Bevan's entire Wikipedia to give him some context. He goes on to say, oh. like, oh, this guy scored 8,000 yeah. runs over a career without <laughs> Uh, uh, um, hold on. Was that about four years ago? We're still talking. That's the only thing we can highlight. Of. Hey, Kim. Kim, are you Kim. calling up to talk about the Masked Singer with us or do you want to come to the garage session? The garage session. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, funnily yeah. enough, you know who's going to be there, Kim? Pete Murray. No, it's Kim, not Kim, but that's all right. Kim. Call me Kim. Yeah, yeah good on you, Kimmy. <laughs> oh, I love our producers. They've written Kim, K-I-M, and then in brackets beside it, they've got male. <laughs> And if only Tim. they had have written it correctly, which is Tim, they wouldn't need to specify your gender, Where's, Tim. It's National, right. National Dyslexia Day. Our producers yeah. need to be out the front of the parade, really. Marching, they need their own float, don't yeah. they?
or Folte, as they'd spell <laughs> or, it. Or Rapoosers. They're pointing the finger at each other out there. No, no one's willing to take oh, the Sorry, our But presuders. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Tim, with a T, you're yeah. going to our garage Excellent. sessions at, at the Princess Theatre. Ripper. That's awesome. Thank you. Unreal. See you there, Kimmy. What a haggle-free, <laughs> hassle-free car buying experience. <laughs> Motorama pre-owned, the new way to buy a used car. We'll catch you tomorrow. See you later. Um, Look, I'm, I'm two things. Question? Question Yeah, yeah question. Oh, the leather-bound oh, man. Is that Peanut Gallery. Hey, guys. Uh, so Pete Murray was on The Masked Singer. Yeah. Mm, that's correct. Could he wear that outfit at Triple M's Ostopia Garage? Absolutely session? not. What is the I outfit? was just showing. Uh, he, was was, he was the character Tiny. It was like a big... Um, <laughs> From Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah, right, Yeah, eh? yeah the right. big monster. Mm, little pinhead Pete Murray coming out. <laughs> Can you ask him when you chat to him yeah. before the show? We'll That'd be great. Are if you he's going to bring his big monster along. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 